Hello and welcome back to episode 3 of Recreate Wilson, the podcast about Wilson Parks and Recreation Department. I am your host, Braxton Patterson, Programs and Marketing Supervisor for the City of Wilson. Excited to do this again um, with you. Hopefully uh, you've listened in to our first two podcasts. Uh, If you haven't, make sure to go check them out. We're now available on Apple podcast so make sure you subscribe to us and uh, hopefully give us a five-star rating and also that way you'll know um, if you have apple products if you have iphone on the podcast app you can subscribe and uh, it'll give you a notification that when we put these out so you'll know what's kind of going on um, on a monthly basis from wilson parks recreation department also um, we're available on google podcasts um, we're also, um, in the tune in app. So make sure you check us out there as well. Um, if you don't have Apple or Google, so a uh, little quick thing, we have episode three here today. Um, you're listening to, we've already produced two episodes. So if you've not listened to those first two, the first one was, uh, we had David Lee on our director of parks and recreation who talked about upcoming, um, thing, park updates, uh, some past, uh, park updates and like what goes on in his job. Um, from a Parks and Rec standpoint. In episode two, we had Kelsey Newsom talking about Special Olympics and special populations, uh, what's going on um, throughout the city of Wilson with that, um, specifically a Special Olympics soccer event and what she does to fundraise. And then also in episode two, we had Jordan Phillips, our athletic supervisor, talking about um, several athletic programs, mainly about the youth soccer and tournament season. Um, so now in episode three, we're going to bring you today Michelle Wells of North Carolina Parks and Recreation Association's um, Executive Director. Um, she leads the North Carolina Parks and Recreation Association, um, and she'll kind of tell you, fill you in um, as you listen on what her role and duty is for the state of North Carolina on a parks and recreation standpoint and the association. We just recently got back from Winston-Salem, which was the annual North Carolina Recreation Parks Association Conference where each year we go and network with other parks and recreation um, association members, which is usually mostly parks and recreation departments across the state. Um, and we also meet with possible vendors um, that can help bring new products in the field of park and rec- parks and recreation, such as new playground equipment, um, new uniform vendors, possibility, um, all kinds of possibility. Um, we also look as a networking opportunity, like I said, with other departments across the state and kind of get pick their brain on ideas on what's working for them and what's not working for them. Um, so it's always a good experience for us to go visit. And then we also go to sessions and classes um, to see what the latest trends are, even possibility picking up college interns, meeting them that have been a big part of our success over the last few years as either um, camp counselors or helping us with special projects. So it's a it's a wide range of things that go on there that help benefit the city of Wilson that most people don't know about. So um, we also are going to bring Troy Blazer, our recreation athletic coordinator, in who does our Little Demons football and youth basketball. Um, so he'll be talking 
with us here shortly as well after the Michelle Wells segment. And we'll go talk with him and see what's going on as the Little Demon football season is basically coming to an end on that perspective. Um, Covenant, let's give you a couple of events and happenings, what's going on for the month of November. Uh, we actually have one more session of Kinder Music um, coming up, so make sure you sign up there for that. And that's for ages zero. <laughs> when I say zero, just being born, all the way up to age uh, three. Also, we have um, youth basketball and youth futsal, which is futsal. It's like an indoor soccer uh, registration going on from now until the um, basically the end of November. Um, and then we also have our adult basketball manager's meeting, which comes up here October 23rd out at Gillette Athletic Complex. And then we have our adult futsal, which will be later meeting um, on a nightly basis as well. So those are our main winter athletic programs. We don't forget our nightly programs that take place, uh, such as our Zumba. Um, that meets here Tuesday and Thursdays at Recreation Park Center. And also we um, have... Um, our new line dancing with the city class over at Reed Street Center that's held Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. So make sure you check that out uh, if you're into line dancing. One event we got coming up, well, a couple events we got coming up. First of all, if you listen to this in the early part of November, on November the 1st, we have our senior line dancing class at the Worldly Gig Park, which will take place at 10 a.m. on November the 1st. And also, don't forget the Worldly Gig Festival is November 3rd and 4th out downtown historic downtown wilson our senior line dance is also performing on that sunday at 3 p.m at the courthouse stage join them for some free senior line dancing for 30 minutes and then at 2 p.m on that sunday of the worldly gig festival the zumba class takes full full effect as a free zumba demonstration and you're more welcome to join free of charge at the worldly gig stage by the worldly gig park at 2 p.m on sunday our line dancing with the city class is going to be there on that Saturday at 12 p.m. performing in front of the Parks and Recreation um, booth area, which is going to be right on the corner of Douglas and Barnes Street for the World of Gig Festival. So that's a couple of what's going on throughout the month of November. Um, so make sure to check it out. And we'll be back shortly with Michelle Wells of North Carolina Parks and Recreation Association's Executive Director. Okay, we are here back recording live in Winston-Salem, North Carolina at the North Carolina Recreation and Parks Association Conference. And we have the pleasure of joining us today is Executive Director Michelle Wells of North Carolina Recreation and Parks Association, short for NCRPA. Michelle is joining us here in Winston-Salem along with all the other departments and entities across the state that do parks and recreation. And this is our annual conference that we attend each year, go to the learning sessions, like we've said before, uh, network, find out what new trends are going on, what things are working, not working in the parks and rec field. Um, we also visit vendors. Um, they provide like playground equipment, for example. You know, so we talk with those people, and this is a better way to, for us to improve the City of Wilson Parks and Recreation Department. So let's get to Michelle. She's our guest. So Michelle, thank you for joining us. And first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and your role with North Carolina Recreation Parks Association. Hey Braxton, it's great to be here with you today. Um, as you said, I'm Michelle Wells. I'm the Executive Director of NCRPA. 
I've been the director six years now, but uh, I've just celebrated my 20th anniversary with NCRPA this October. So I'm excited to be here and uh, look forward to sharing with not only you, but your guests today. Yeah, I mean, you are our first ever non-Wilson Parks and Rec staff member to be a guest on the Recreate Wilson podcast. So thanks for uh, doing this. And um, and many people don't know this, but she has a nickname. Michelle Wells has the nickname of Fearless Leader, and it has grown over the years and it actually got its start here in Winston-Salem at the Athletic Director's Workshop. So, Michelle, first of all, tell us about um, what got you into recreation, um, your timeline of how you became executive director of NCRPA. Absolutely. Um, I went to NC State and started out in computer engineering, believe it or not. So I have two years of uh, some thermodynamics and physics and things that I've really used in the recreation field. But um, I realized that at that point I was not going to be happy doing that. And I met a friend who her profession, her, her um, career was Parks and Recreation, and she said, oh, you should check it out. And so she sent me to someone to talk with, and I took my first class, and I knew I was in the right space, that I had found where my passion in life was going to be. So after I finished my degree at NC State, I worked with the North Carolina Senior Games Program, coordinated sports events and activities for them. I was there eight or nine years and was looking for new opportunities, and a job was announced over at NCRPA and put my name in the hat, and 20 years later, here I sit. So I <laughs> uh, had various roles there. We're small staff, only three full-time professional um, people in our office, but we do a lot of things year-round, not only this conference, but other workshops and education and advocacy on behalf of Parks and Recreation, mostly local government Parks and Recreation departments around our state. We do also work with state parks, and we rec uh, represent our state and profession on a national level as well. Yeah, um, NRPA just recently had the National Recreation Park Association recently had their conference um, so I know you just, you all, your staff just went up to there for that. And that was a benefit of you guys representing the state of North Carolina at that national event. Um, what are some benefits of our staff, Wilson Parks and Recreation staff being here, um, this, these, these three days here in Winston-Salem at this conference? There are lots of benefits to being here. First of all, we have about 80 educational sessions that the staff have been able to take um, advantage of everything from programming and athletics to parks planning management the when you're offering 80 sessions there's something for everyone here so it's great to see when a department like Wilson says we're gonna make a commitment to send our staff that you're getting some education training and things that you can take back and implement in your community it's also a great opportunity because even though we're, we're all connected by the internet um, email text things like that a lot of one-on-one -on -one and group conversations happen in the hallways between sessions over meal functions and things like that. And so you have that opportunity and all of a sudden you realize something that you may have already solved in Wilson, another community has that issue and you're able to share how you work through it or vice versa. You've got you know something you're thinking about adding or implementing and you wanna know how that's going and you find somebody here at the conference that you can talk to and kind of get their input and, and learn from their trial and error in implementing it. 
I think there's also that benefit you talked about being in the exhibit hall with we had over uh, near about 100 vendors there and so they represent all aspects of our profession so you're able to see new products new services things that are out there that you can say wow when we have the opportunity to to renovate or to redesign or build something new or add a program here's some of the things that we can look at adding and bringing in to Wilson to make things great and even better than what you're already doing for the people in your community. Yeah, that's the thing. People, you know, listen to this podcast like, why are you going to Winston-Salem or why are you going to this state conference? You guys are just looking to get out of work, you know, but it's not as simple as that. I mean, we obviously, I mean, I've definitely personally, you know, taken advantage already. Um, I already have a couple of program ideas I want to bring back, you know, that just from listening to a professor at Western Carolina, from listening to a Parks and Rec director in Winston-Salem and already listening, you know, to fellow colleagues, you know, that have jobs that are just, you know, entry-level jobs from coordinators from all the way up to, you know, high level. So, I mean, that's what I like about it because everyone is on the same page here. Everybody wants what's best for their community and the state of North Carolina. So that's what's exciting about it. Um, What Parks and Rec features from a personal level, Michelle, um, have you experienced on a Parks and Rec level and just from a City of Wilson aspect, uh, do you have a favorite restaurant when you come through, maybe heading east and you stop in to say hi to us? Um, anything like our favorite park to visit? I know you featured us um, at the World of Gig Park, the, the new one on our year 50 of 50. Um, I hope I said that right. Um, 50 of 50 uh, parks across the whole state of North Carolina. The World of Gig um, Park was featured, which we shared to our Facebook page. So if you scroll down a bunch of posts later, you might see that post that was shared. Um, so tell us your favorite thing you like coming to Wilson. So Braxton, I, you're right on there. I had a great time when I went to Wilson and talking about the 50 and 50, what that was for the, your listeners. Um, I turned 50 last year and so my goal was to go to 50 what I called new to me parks. Uh, in my career, I have been to a lot of parks, but I also realized there were a lot of parks I had not visited. So I challenged myself to visit a new park um, and to get 50 of them within that year that I was 50 and to write a blog about it. So I did go to the Whirly Gig Park. Uh, It was a cold day that day that I went. Um, I took my nephew with me who is 18 and he and I loaded up and we went and we had a great time and the wind was blowing just enough to make the the Yeah, that's that's a big part of the experience. We need some wind. (laughs) You need some wind. But you know, I loved when I looked at that park because I not only looked at the park but looked around and so it was great. So there's a there's like a, a little restaurant and we some have a things brewery right, brewery right, right there the street, with a yeah. little garden outside. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, that's great that people are seeing the benefit of having a business and opportunities near the park where you're going to be offering concerts and yep. other things like that. You ask about one of my favorite places to eat. I'm an Eastern North Carolina girl, so there's only one way to eat barbecue in this state. Vinegar but base. I prefer it's, it's definitely the vinegar <laughs> base. And Same here. You know, there's a lot of good barbecue in North Carolina. And I'm going to tell you, I like to go to Parker's. And while it's their barbecue, it's also the corn sticks. Corn sticks. That, that's, you that's, know, I like hush yeah. puppies. And you can get hush puppies <laughs> at lots of places, but not everywhere has corn sticks. Right. So it's a treat to go to Parker's. And get their corn sticks. Yeah, my mom um, is her favorite is the corn sticks at Parker's too. Yeah, so so if I got a choice, or I'm going to be in the Wilson area, I'm going to swing by Parker's and uh, at least get some corn sticks if it's not time for lunch or or dinner. So on that one. Um, you know, several years ago, too, you also invited me to come to your Little League opening celebration that you had there. And what a treat it was to be there, not only to see the phenomenal facility that you have there with your stadium, but to see the community support, to mm-hmm. see the parents, 
to see the smiles on the kids' faces. Mm-hmm. They were having a good time. And that's and, and what And games hadn't started about. yet. And, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this yeah, was the best o- part about it. It was yeah. opening day, right? Yeah. You know, and, and there were skydivers, right. I think, that yep. came in that day. And it, it was a real celebratory atmosphere. And that's what Parks and Recreation is about. Sometimes we don't know what people are dealing with from a day-to-day basis, whether it's at, at school or at home or their work. But Parks and Rec facilities and programs are a place that people go to kind of either let off steam or to to just revive themselves mm-hmm. and, and get out and have a good time and do what they need to do. So um, you guys have got some great ones. I'm looking forward to going and doing the new loop is it uh lake raleigh and um you have rotary park which is well it used to be cavalier it's this the but it's, good, it's coming to we have lake wilson lake wilson that's yes. it yes yeah lake, lake wilson the new loop and then we're also uh hopefully by the next spring we'll be the fully open uh ro- the new rotary park which is formerly cavalier um terrace so yes and that'll have a so new i've seen some walk- pictures yeah. of that that bridge and boardwalk going over the lake, lake wilson, and it's yeah. just beautiful so that's on my list to come out there and walk that one and if you soon. enjoy kayaking to the ones listening uh even if you're you know not in wilson uh there's been we have a all accessible um kayaking ramp um so a lot of people have kayaked to that bridge i uh, enjoy taking pictures now since it's the seasons change or sunsets have been really pretty at mm-hmm. uh, ducks. Uh, we've had a lot of people um, share their posts, you know, and tag us in it. So um, obviously, I always feel free to do that, but we really enjoy that um, seeing those pictures, um, people enjoying our park. Um, Michelle, going, we're all here at the conference to learn, but what kind of are some future trends do you see from Parks and Recreation that our state should be um, coming up maybe in the next few years or? I mean, or share maybe some of your personal experiences even in, um, that, you know, you might see coming from the state that we are from a national trends mm-hmm. s- standpoint. And I think the thing we're going to continue to see um, growing and changing is Parks and Recreation playing a role in the health and well-being and, and wellness of their community. There are just so many issues that um, physical activity, nutrition, you know, back when I first got in recreation, mm-hmm. um, it's what people used to call, well, recreation was bats and balls. Right. And that's yep. all we did, right? But if you look at Parks and Recreation, not just in Wilson, but across our state, it's arts, it's facilities, yep. it's, 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 it's everything it from is, A yep. to Z, really. And I like to tell people that Parks and Recreation also, um, we take care of people from birth to dirt. That's right. A, you know, from beginning to end, we've got something for anybody and everybody and I don't think Wilson manages I don't think Parks and Rec and Wilson manages any cemeteries but we've got some <laughs> Parks and Recreation departments right, that, that do, do they're right, responsible right, for cemeteries right. and um, you know that that's part of their job so this profession really kind of covers so many things in the community I think they're probably the one of the most adaptive departments of your local government mm-hmm. because fire departments gonna they've kind of got their task and mm-hmm. the police department and sanitation and those folks kind of have their jobs but if you look at the things that are happening under Parks and Recreation, it's the new, it's the innovative, it's the tried and true, the things we've always done that work. It's the things that, you know, it, it's it's out of the box. What can That's we right. do to be creative and offer new programs right. and services for the community? So those things happen out of Parks and Recreation, and you guys have got a lot of rocking good things happening there in Wilson. From a personal standpoint, I feel as an employee, it's uh, obviously people enjoy, you know, their their sports. I'm going to go that route because I used to be in athletics. Um, you know, still enjoy their baseball, their adult softball. Um, but it's still becoming now, it's like, what have you done for me lately um, in Parks and Recreation? And um, I think it's an ever-evolving field, whether it's, you know, updating a park, even just adding a park bench 
small as that or you know purchasing land to build a park you know from a state standpoint that you see across the state so I totally agree with it that's what makes my job exciting is seeing these trends but also getting new ideas in my head that you know hey this might work in Wilson this might be awesome in Wilson let's try it you know so we enjoy it. You ask about one of the, the trends or challenges. I think one of the challenges that Parks and Recreation faces is that a lot of your facilities are not monitored 24-7. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't know the true impact of that walking path of what it means to somebody because they didn't sign up through your registration Correct. and pay a fee. Yep. That's a free, open-to-the-public facility, dawn-to-dusk mm-hmm. type thing. You know, those people who are playing at the playground or an open space that they just get out and play, you have, we have, we as a profession have no way to capture what that means, means to right. people. You know, we, you sign up for a class or you go mm-hmm. to swimming lessons or things like that, we can do it, but it's those things that are offered that are just there for the public to come out and enjoy that our profession, right. is, we, we know they're valuable and sometimes it's hard to gauge that. To, to, to put a to quantify that because we don't have somebody there monitoring well there were you know this number of people who walked today on this Correct. particular yeah. loop or track and um, so it's I, I would say for citizens listening it's important to let your elected officials know how much you value parks and recreation in your community and we're required to have essential services of fire and police and sanitation and water and all of those things that are so important but we also have to have parks and recreation because that goes to the quality of life it goes to people wanting to come to Wilson and they say wow look at all the things happening in Wilson because they expect and know that you've Mm -hmm. got to provide those other services and so the 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 bonus things come out of parks and recreation you nailed it on the point. First of all, I'm going to say thank you again. I think I said it on the first podcast. Thank you to our city council um, for giving us the support and the mm-hmm. means for doing what we do, on a, even from a, a daily basis, a monthly basis, a yearly basis, and a future basis. Uh, I mean, we couldn't do it without citizens and our city council and city elected officials, for sure, from our end of things. So thank you. Um, Michelle, I said I'd take 10 minutes. You've, you know, it's been 15 already. Let's, I got one last question. It's from a fun thing. A lot of people don't know our department a couple years ago represented the city and during the city of Wilson, all their departments had a lip sync battle and we were Guns N' Roses. Um, well, some of our staff were Guns N' Roses um, and they performed. Well, word got out from a North Carolina Recreation and Parks Association standpoint about Guns N' Roses, which led to uh, some social uh, gatherings with people performing at the conference because um, I mean when you go to conference you're not just uh, going to class and eating you know there are social functions that the, the, you guys plan for us which is always um, fun and exciting and you got wind of us which led to a lip sync contest and you saw Guns N' Roses perform what were your thoughts of that and uh, the excitement it brought and now what it's done for events that's even happening as of tonight so that's right. So we had our first lip sync battle uh, inspired by the Guns N' Roses group out of Wilson Parks and Rec in 2016 at our conference in Charlotte. And when that group came out, the crowd went crazy. They yeah. looked the part. They acted the part. <laughs> it was it was like real life Guns N' Roses right there with us. Um, they, they were Guns N' Roses. They were Guns yeah, N' Roses. I was security for them that day, yes, acting yes. security. Well, so. you know, if I even back up, I happened to be on the shuttle bus that took the band over there. And the driver, when they came out of the hotel to get on the bus, he was like, oh, no, I'm not so sure about this. And he didn't know what was going on and why you 
why there were people who looked like Guns N' Roses coming to get on the bus. And I said, look, they're, they're legit. They're with us. Please take them. Please take them to the social venue that night. And uh, so it's, it's no surprise that Guns N' Roses walked away with the first place prize that night. And we're invited back to do an encore presentation for us. And yeah. uh, it's, it's team building from a community standpoint for your department that you guys all got yep. together. You had fun. You practiced. You laughed. I'm sure you just... Um, everything in preparation for that, but then to come out and, and showcase it for your peers across the state. And we've now had two other, uh, tonight will be our third annual lip sync battle. And so uh, I don't know if Guns N' Roses is making a reappearance no, tonight or there not. Is, but, uh, uh, I think there's a mix uh, of something special. I'm not going to say because I don't want to ruin the surprise okay. for tonight for it'll, you. But, it'll be awesome. Um, but I will say this. I think, and this is me being biased and David Lee, our director, would tell you the same thing. Guns N' Roses set the bar. Absolutely. From the beginning. So in order to top that, you're going to have to really be special. That's right. So, that's right. So, but if Wilson's going to do it, they're going to do it right. We, that, that's it. We're going to do our best to do it right. Michelle, thank you again for your time. Uh, again, uh, good luck with the rest of the conference. Thank you again for letting us come and be a part of it and help our citizens. Um, Always, if you want to, you can follow NCRPA, what they're doing across the state on their social media pages, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I know because we personally, from a personal standpoint and a department standpoint, we follow what's going on. So if you follow our pages, you'll see us sometimes tag NCRPA or NC Recreate, things like that all the time. Um, so, Michelle, again, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, before we get into talking with Troy Blazer, we do have a couple announcements. Uh, after recording the podcast segment with Michelle Wells and at the North Carolina Recreation and Parks Association State Conference, each year they have an awards uh, luncheon, and we're proud to announce that David Lee, our director of Parks and Recreation, received the Fellow Award, which is the highest award in the North Carolina Parks and Recreation Association gives out to um, distinguished uh, recipients. That award entitles of all what you've done in the field of parks and recreation through your career um, over a minimum uh, time of being in the uh, certain amount of time being in the parks and recreation field. So we're truly excited um, from a departmental standpoint. And I know David on a personal level is really excited to receive the fellow award from um, his North Carolina Parks and Recreation peers. So congratulations to David Lee. And one last announcement, don't always for, don't re forget to like us on our Facebook page. Uh, follow us on Twitter at WilsonRecDEPT. Um, also make sure to uh, like our Instagram page at WilsonRec. And always visit our website at WilsonNC.org for all program information and what's going on throughout the city of Wilson not just from a Parks and Rec standpoint, but from other departments if you need information um, regarding Wilson Energy, Green Light, or environmental services or anything. So be sure to check those out. And if you have a question, make sure to tag us on Twitter at WilsonRecDEPT and hashtag RecreateWilsonPodcast. So that way we know we can maybe answer your question. So send us a question that way and tag us in it. So. And we'll try to answer it on the next podcast. Um, so just if you want to do that, try that out. 
All right, let's check out Troy Blazer, um, recreation coordinator, uh, excuse me, athletics coordinator for the city of Wilson. Okay, we are here in the 500 Sunset Road Studios of Recreation Park Center with Troy Blazer. He's joining us. Uh, Troy, welcome to the podcast. Um, this is your first time on the podcast, so thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, Braxton. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. I know you've been looking forward to it. Every, I think the whole neighborhood. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we won't go that far. Anyways, uh um, Troy uh, is with us and here to talk about some little demon football and some fall baseball that's going on now and then what's upcoming in the winter, which we've already kind of briefly already mentioned on the podcast, sign-ups for youth basketball. But Troy, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up in North Carolina doing parks and recreation. All right. Well, um, I'm from Illinois. I grew up in western Illinois in a small town called Alito, Illinois. And... Um, I went to Aurora University. I did not know recreation was a possibility for a job or a, a major until I got there. And I took a, a speed walking class and a pickleball class and realized that I could go into recreation and do this for a living. So I graduated from Aurora University um, in 2006. Uh, um, I also played football at Aurora University and that's um, kind of will relate to the little demon of my passion for football and always being around it. But um, I moved down to North Carolina and started working for the city of Raleigh with a friend of mine that was had an internship at NC State. And there weren't a lot of jobs right out of college in Illinois um, in recreation. And I did some research and North Carolina is known for its recreation uh, with the cities or you know, outdoor athletics, it's always, there's always job opportunities. So, um, I moved down and started working in Raleigh and I worked in Garner for, uh, two years. And then I was in Nash County for another five. And then now I'm here in Wilson for the past three years. So, um, I'm still loving it. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of a background of how I ended up here in Wilson. So. First time I met Troy, I think, was in Boone playing cornhole at the Athletic Directors oh. Workshop. <laughs> That's so, right. So, I think uh, I won that tournament. Yeah. Uh, me uh, and Mike Forrester. Yep. So that was the first time I met Troy um, at that. And that was the first year they had the cornhole tournament in that yeah. Athletic Directors Workshop. And that's like similar to what we were talking about earlier with the North Carolina Recreation and Park Association Conference. All uh, the athletic directors get together and do uh, athletic directors workshop and kind of same format. They go have like sessions and classes to help improve in athletics network to see what's working in athletics and what's not working or what new trends are coming um, or new sports that are coming along on the athletic side of things. So it's very similar, just on a smaller scale and it's more athletic, obviously based yeah. than the, Where the just parks or programming that's non-athletic program or special events based this is all athletic based yeah it's where you can go brag about what you're doing and then also see what's everybody else doing and steal their ideas that's exactly right <laughs> exactly and um so anyways let's talk about little demon football let's i mean tell us a little bit about the back history obviously mention your sponsors um because we got several of those and 
how it's come um, into fruition the last few years and how far it's come because I've seen a big difference in um, the style of play from the Little Demons and the excitement each year. Yeah. Well, first, yeah, like you said, uh, thank you to the sponsors, the Greater Wilson Rotary Club, uh, EB Sports, and Image Designs. Um, we couldn't, we wouldn't have a program like we do without you, first off. But, um, yeah, four years ago, well, this is our fourth season, and uh, when I started the in-house tackle football program, numbers were going down, and they were con- continue to go down, and we weren't sure if there was going to be a football program. So um, when I started, I was in Nash County, and they had a little uh, Firebird program that I uh, ran for the years I was there and had success. And, you know, um, so when we started here, uh, I got with Slang Cooper and uh, Tom Nelson, the head coach at Fike High School, and they wanted a little uh, demon football program um to feed into you know i guess you know the middle schools or whatever because the hunt had little warriors with the spot and betting field the little bruins with the boys and girls club so we thought you know what a good idea to just have all three high schools have a little midget team um theme or mascot based and then uh so we started and uh it has grown over the years, uh, we have, you know, like I always tell my coaches and everybody, Rome wasn't built in a day. And with that kind of program, it's, it takes time to get to where we're at. And with all the, um, you know, bumps in the road and, you know, you learn from mistakes and, you know, try to get better each year or during the year, just like you would as a football team. It's a long season. It's from the last week of July and we're still playing uh, our final regular season game tonight, and then we will have a playoff game on November 10th for all three age groups. So, you know, it's it's a long commitment for the parents. It's a long commitment for the coaches and the staff and the kids. But, um, you know, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much – and then the cheerleaders have grown yeah. with it, and that's what we try to base. Just like when you would go to a high school, we want to have that same kind of atmosphere – you know, we want to teach the kids the fundamentals of the game first off. Heads up tackle football, heads up blocking, you know, the the very fundamentals of the game of football because if they don't learn it now, you know, if we don't teach them now, we, we're not doing our job. And then when they get to the middle school and they're not ready, you know, and then when we get to the high school, we want to have them, you know, ready and confident when they get to the middle school and then even more when they get to the high school. So, and the kids eat it up. They love it. They love being little demons. They love, uh, last Friday was little demon night fight. They got to run out with the team. Um, and they look up to those, those high school kids, you know, so it's really cool experience. We try to give them the best experience we can give them. Um, that's what I got when I was a kid growing up. And I want to try to, um, imitate that for them so they can have that kind of experience. Troy, over the recent times, football numbers seem to be dwindling across the country in a trend as our numbers are going up. Uh, what do you see in the future uh, with the sport of football on the youth side of things all the way up to even you know the college and pro level? What changes do you see coming that will keep kids interested in football? Yeah, it's, a, it's interesting uh, to me. You know, some areas, like I've I talked to uh, – uh, um, Poulos and uh, Boone, um, 
Watauga County, he didn't have a youth football program this year. That, but the kids are still playing. They're just going different places, um, what I found out. Here, our numbers are go, have went up. Um, other places are dropping football. I think overall, um, the game's okay. It, it'll be fine. You know, there's trends that go through every kind of every sport, and it always usually starts at youth and it works its way up. But um, there's going to be a lot of rule changes. I think that'll make the game. There has been a lot of rule changes already, and there's going to be more. There's going to be a lot of you know safety rules implemented. That's going to be a lot of frustrating to a lot of spectators, but it's a it's a necessary change. Um, as like kickoffs, I would, I wouldn't be surprised in the next five years that there's no kickoffs or, you know, or no kicking game just because of the high speed collisions and, and stuff like that, that happened during those plays. But, um, you know, USA heads up football is doing a lot for the game They're They, they stay on top of it. They try to keep the game as safe as it possibly can. It is a contact sport. Um, but they try to implement the fundamentals and to, to still keep it football, um, but safe for the kids. And I've noticed over the last uh, three years or so, the difference in the way everybody's tackling. You know, three years ago when we really started hammering in heads up football, there was still a lot of helmet to helmets and big collisions. And, you know, honestly, over the last, this year, there, there's a lot of, uh, what they call it's different terminology you know shoulder to shoulder you know cross the body uh, um, rugby style tackling out there and that's just natural for the kids to do it which is good that they're doing it and not even realizing you know that they're doing it or taught a different way than that they were teaching two years ago three years ago so but yeah that's that's my thoughts on it uh, I think there will be a lot of rule changes for for the better of the game, and the numbers I think will gradually go back up everywhere, um, hopefully across the country, and not continue to drop. But we're going to keep doing the right thing. We're going to keep trying, keeping up with the trends and the safe safe way to play, and hopefully that that'll show that the numbers can continually grow or stay the same by doing that. So one thing. Uh trying to change the subject a little bit. Um, I saw it on a Facebook post recently um, of a mother whose son, middle school, is playing. It's kind of like football. They got the helmets to the pads, but it's kind of like flag football. Can you mm-hmm. explain what that is and what do you think that trend is going to Yeah, it's, it's called tackle bar, and they wear a harness like a belt, and it's got two uh, handles or bars-looking things in the back of the, of the back of the belt. And so, but they still wear a helmet, they still wear shoulder pads, they still wear pants, but they cannot bring their opponent to the ground. They keep them off the ground. So the point is, is they're still um, shooting across the body to the opposite shoulder with their head, always keeping their head up, but they have to reach around the ball carrier and pull one of those uh, bars off. And that's the players down. So that's the um, philosophy behind that. I have watched a lot about it. I've read a lot about it. It's very popular in the Midwest right now. Um, it hasn't made its way down this area, but um, I wouldn't be surprised that you know next year it'll be booming uh, popularity. But I have some family back in the Midwest that play it, and uh, my brother's wife's 
brother has helped coach, and I kind of chatted with him a little bit on Facebook asking about it, and he kind of explained it to me, and I think they like it. Um, you know, the kids still get to wear all the fun stuff, the helmet, the shoulder pads, the jersey, but there's just not a lot of – you can't bring them to the ground. So that eliminates, you know, bouncing head off the ground on a tackle. Uh, and it also prevents kids from uh, trying to run through – opponents instead they got to break down you know see who see where they're see see who they're hitting reach around grab the bars plays dead move on so um i the thought process of it i i I like um so do you see this coming as a trend for youth and like middle school level and going all the way to high school or do you think it's gonna just stay maybe at the youth and middle school levels i would say it stay at the youth level. I don't think it would get to the middle school level. Like I said earlier, with the rule changes, that'll start um, more. I think middle school, you know, no kickoffs or you know stuff like that. But the tackle bar, you never know though. I mean, um, there's been a lot of changes. If you look back ten years of football, it has changed a lot, yep. a lot. No doubt. So, Troy, you do the fall baseball little league program now. Just tell us quickly, briefly, what's going on. I know that's finishing up as November turns the corner. And then at the end, you know, here, let's talk about some youth basketball. Yeah, baseball, um, we've had a good little fall, um, good numbers. We uh, were on next week's our last week of games. The five, six-year-old age group finished up last week, and they got to play their last game in the stadium, which was the first uh, time ever them and they really enjoyed it um it was huge to them um figuratively and literally uh but uh yeah we're ending next week um yeah that's about it we have games tonight we have uh halloween themed uh bases orange music so we're trying to uh, have a good time out there yesterday and tonight with that so yeah and then um before you know it, it'll be spring baseball again. <laughs> yep, right around, right <laughs> right around, around the, corner. the corner. Yep. So, uh, and like you said, basketball registration. If anybody would like to coach, please sign up to coach. We always need coaches in basketball. There's a lot of teams in the youth. Uh, so please, please uh, sign up to coach. Um, and that's for uh, ages 3 through 18, is that yep, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Um, so yeah, registrations open now. Open if now. you would like to register, uh, will registration will be through the month of November, and we will uh, get everything set there the first first of December. Uh, have a few practices, take a break for Christmas, come back January, and roll on with games. Uh, from a personal standpoint, being from Illinois, you must be a Bulls fan. I am. I am. And why is that? Um, Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> the untouchables. <laughs> and the Bears. And the Bears, who are hanging tight. Yeah, They're yeah. Hanging tight in the division. And Mitch, we trust. Yep. It's funny. You got two former Tar Heels uh, there. Yeah, Mitch with the Bears and, then, of course, Jordan with uh, the Bulls. So, yeah. Um, A lot of North Carolina. How the Cohen's yeah, from North Carolina, North, North Carolina A&T. That's correct. Yep. So. Several ties uh, to both of those teams, um, current and past, in the Chicago and the Illinois um, history there. So, 
Troy, anything else you want to add? I appreciate you joining, and thanks for coming in for this short little bit. Um, we're going to definitely get you on more as the time goes on. Talk, you know, maybe some swag basketball to end here in a few months, and of course, little league baseball. How big that's become over the last few years. So yeah, well, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. I love talking you sports and what's going on. It's kind of nice to sit back and think about it and talk about it. Um, but yeah, like tonight we play the varsity little demons play at Fike High School at six thirty against Rocky Mount Griffons for the final regular season game and uh, look for announcements of where they will play in the playoffs on November 10th. Uh, check that out. And if you're not doing anything tonight, also baseball, we'll have 11, 12 year old baseball and a seven, eight year old game out at Gillette and next week games all week. So come out, enjoy the fall weather and watch some, some little league baseball and then don't forget to sign up to coach basketball. Yes, that's right. Many coaches are needed. All right, thanks, Troy, and uh, thanks for joining our podcast again for Wilson Parks and Rec Recreate Wilson. Um, we hope you'll join us here in about another month. We'll have episode four coming out. We'll be talking some Christmas stuff, so stay tuned to that. So, again, check out our website at wilsonnc.org, and also visit our social media pages at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks.